Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing. But you know better, and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Episode 100 continues right now. Yeah. Oh, oh my god uh, yeah let me guess a natural three yeah. <laughs> lark, lark, lark is back baby oh yeah, lork is certainly back three, three words lork's gonna lork's gonna lork matthew um all right anybody over 24 <laughs> <laughs> Anybody over 24, 25? <laughs> Nothing from Baron right. and Gormley? All right. Uh, all right. Anybody over, anybody over 20 or 19? 22 for the person you haven't met yet. Ooh. Ah, for, what's the actress again? Sarita Chowdhury. Sarita Chowdhury. Is anyone oh. else having the best time? <laughs> this is awesome. Ever, or is it just me? I it's think great. we can officially say we're having fun. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Anybody over 15? Orphus, Orphus, what you got? Not a speedy group. Orphus rolled twelve. Pembroke, I uh, rolled a six, young man. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a five. I'm right behind. Wow, Lork, (laughs) bringing up the rear. Lork Lork and Barry, Uh, (laughs) brutes, magoots. Let's take a look at the map. Wow, Uh, you know what I need next is wireless headphones. Grant, where's your mini? I want to get you on the map. Uh, you gave me a mini before I came in, but I'd like to unveil. Oh, Emmett Smith again? It's not Michael Irvin. It's not Emmett Smith. It's not Troy Aikman. Three-time Super Bowl winning triplets. It's my Warhammer mini. A oh, space orc. That looks good. To the table. Well, he looks way tougher than Lork. That is, that is big, but it, it's oh, still... a little big, but it's, it's, it's fine. It still takes up... You'll, it's you'll Brock Lesnar big. It's still a five-foot uh, yeah, yeah. square. Oh, he's fine. All right, so I got Pembroke in the back, because he was kind of coming up behind, with Lork in the middle, Barry to his right, 
Brock Lesnar to his left. Barry, stay. Oh, Barry, right? Don't forget Barry. Don't forget Barry. I feel like he's been uh, kind of neglected uh, role-playing-wise. I want to yes. hear from uh, old Bear Bear. Let's get, get to Six work. red caps <laughs> surround this dusky-skinned woman. Man, so many dusky-skinned characters in your campaigns, Troy. That's what we do. I like that adjective. <laughs> I they see you guys and the red caps act. First. Yikes. Okay? Balls. This is what's going to happen. This going to die of me. And they can move <laughs> so many feet. All right, so one comes at Lork. One comes at Orphis. The uh, two in the back stay in the back, but the two to the sides close and attack this strange, dusky-skinned woman. <laughs> Only Loki, Loki ra- would we say Loki racist as an adjective? Loki, how dare you use my cat's name? <laughs> Loki. Oh, all right, Loki racist. Yes. Um, yes, that's fine. And is human woman looks human. As far as you know. As far as you know, looks human. Uh, so two will hold their action. One attacks Lork. One attacks Orphis. Two attack this woman. Two hang back. All right, first attack is on Lork. Misses. The, this one attacks Orphis. Well, what's your AC? 19. Yeah, misses. This one attacks Orphis. Gonna be a 7. Ooh, Here come the good rolls, a, Matthew. That's a hit. That's a hit. That's a, I don't know you. I don't know your AC. I don't, I don't know you. I don't know you from Adam. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Matthew Capitacasa. Yeah. Gets, <laughs> hit, gets hit by two characters. Uh, all right. First attack. 15. Miss. Yeah. Miss. Second attack. Miss. Yeah. So they all right. wow. miss. Wow. 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 Um, yep. Every single one of them misses. Just come in. Misses. And they're all pissed. They're like, <laughs> and it is now Matthew's character's turn. Ooh. Let's see some action. She's going to spin around. And as she spins, certain features are going to become more eagle-like. What? And she's going to wild shape into an eagle. Yeah. What? Oh. Which does not provoke attacks of opportunity. I was just going to ask you, <laughs> so you wild shape into an eagle. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. amazing. Okay. And is that a full round action that's or standard action? Standard action. Move action. Talk to me. She's going to start flying up. So I imagine that does provoke an attack of opportunity. The flying does provoke. They try to swing their sights at you. The first one... 28 to hit. Hits. If you're listening at home, a scythe is a times four crit. Ooh. And Troy only rolls neon green d20s. <laughs> so that will hit. The first attack of opportunity lands. So while they didn't land true, they weren't expecting to be outnumbered. Well, they're still not outnumbered, but they didn't expect other guys to join the party. This one hits for 14 points of damage on the old eagle version of Matthew's character. The second one... Uh, natural one. There oh, we go. Yeah. There we go. Uh, oh. And it has a second attack, but it it's different. It's like a foot attack because of its spiked boots. So I'm going to take the fumble card. All right. I'm going to take the fumble card. It is a melee attack overextended. You provoke an ac- attack of opportunity from each adjacent opponent. So you get an attack of opportunity on it. Yeah. Eagle bite. Eagle, Eagle bite. bite. Hang on, I pull up the eagle stat just, box. Just, I didn't roll, just roll a d20 first. <laughs> eagle bite, eagle bite, eagle bite. Eagle bite, eagle bite. Eagles in the morning, eagles in the evening, eagles, eagles at supper time. time. When, when you get eagles, eagles on a big one, if I get eagles at the time. Eagle bites. 
Talon. 20 to hit. 20 hits. Get out of here. Four points of damage. Four points of damage! So on her way out, she just rakes it across the face with the talon and just flaps up high into the air. All right, we're going to call him... the fucking eagles, I'm going to give him a cool name. I'm going to call him... Birds, yo. I've had a rough night, and I hate the fucking eagles, man. Red Cap 3 takes four damage. It is now... Let's see what Orphus brings to the table. This is your coming out party, Orphus. Let me see it. Orphus takes a five-foot diagonal step back in the most intimidating way possible. (laughs) Very demonstratively, yes. And he immediately opens his mouth and says, A battle cry. Unleashed. Can you repeat that? I was. I was. <laughs> no, please don't. Please don't. We, we, we got it. Everyone has plus one to their attacks, with the exception of Matthew. So that. Get uh, out of here! That's what is awesome. that power? That is called battle cry from oh, the advanced that's combat guy. Awesome! Oh, that's cool. amazing. Swift action. Swift action. Battle cries gives everybody basically bless. Free action. Blood rages. Free action rages. Blood rages. If you're following along at home. Standard action. This is insane. Casts a spell called Face of the Devourer. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> which is a transmutation spell which changes my face into a hideous shape. Uh, you do not choose what shape the target's face takes. It gives me a plus four circumstance bonus on intimidate checks, and it gives me a 1d6 bite attack. I will hand it over to Troy, our grand. GM to describe what my face looks like. I will say the skin melts away off of your face and every single one of your teeth slowly turns into spikes that turn into red caps just bleeding blood and so the red cap is staring at you looking at a skeletal face with teeth, sharpened teeth all covered in red caps, bleeding blood is there like a save they gotta roll to not run away as far as possible? Uh, we can revise the spell if you'd like. Uh, just, okay, good. So it's just scary. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a little scary. Okay. And that concludes Urfas Nurkin. That is amazing. I am scared. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever, welcome to the Glass Cannon Podcast. Pembroke. Um, Alright, Pembroke. Pembroke the Potent. Pembroke uh, the Potent. Is going to step back um, and cast Mirror Image on himself. Oh, classic. Uh, and he creates... Ah, five images. Oh my five. god. So, yeah, he's got five five, five, five images. Five Yes. <laughs> five images. Five, six, well, six. Six floppy hats. They're all talking about different experiences he's had in his life, too. Yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Lieutenant Lork Irontus. Lieutenant Lork. Well, he always moves through the underbrush with his bow, so he's going to drop his bow. Uh-huh. Quick draw Gorham's Thorn, since this thing closed on him. I haven't seen that in, in a while. melee, yeah. Drop the bow, quick draw Gorham's Thorn. Didn't leave that behind, I noticed. Power. <laughs> no, no, that one he's taken. Uh, Selfish prick. <laughs> and uh, he will attack this red cat with Gorham's Thorn. 15. 15 misses. <laughs> Natural fucking five! <laughs> Come on, man! Lork is back! God! I get another attack. Okay. Uh, second swing. Make it work, Joe. 15. Natural 10. So whiff, whiff. Whiff, whiff. Barry. <sighs> Barry Connick Jr. Barry Connick Jr. will also power attack uh, the, the same, same creature. Come on, Barry. Can you do it? 17. Nope. 
No, come on. Come guys. on, Barry. There we go. 20. Uh, oh, no. 17. 17 misses. Oh, God. Working Barry. Been too busy meeting Actually, new Barry friends. doesn't have two attacks. I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Well, they both missed. Yeah. Uh, all right. Red Cap's turn. Uh, the two in the back begin making their way forward. They feel pretty confident that they either cannot attack the eagle or, um, you know, I, I don't. basically they see that this woman turn into an eagle and they realize either those two guys are going to take care of it or not. So they move forward. They have 60 feet of movement. So they actually oh, double wow. double move to get like within ten feet of their friends, just as like backup. Wasn't expect. Just thought that they could maybe catch a woman in the woods. Nope. Uh, all right. So back to the attacks. Um, you took your got the attack of opportunities against you, and then did you fly up? What happened? I'm flying. Yeah, she flew up, and she's just going to end up circling the battlefield. Okay. So um, let's go back to the one attacking Lork. One attacks Lork. Uh, misses. Uh, one attacks Orphis. Sorry, before he attacks, oh, he has to move within melee range, which means he leaves a threatened square because I have abnormal reach, which allows me to threaten five and ten feet out. Talk to me about this abnormal reach. I have the aberrant bloodline selected for my blood ranger, which manifests itself at fourth level with abnormally long reach. I threaten an additional five feet. Oh. So this so, thing can't just take a five-foot step towards you? Oh, the five-foot step is a the good five trick. five-foot step. Uh, but, but he's leaving us. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. now that is very scary, and I don't want to attack you anymore. Um, does your face of the devourer do anything to him on the attack? No. It's just freaky. Well, and he gets a bite attack. Ah, okay. Uh, natural 20. Damn it. Oh, my God. Troy's gonna roll. Troy's you gotta gonna confirm that. Roll. You gotta confirm that. Here it comes for the confirm. Natural 20. Get out of here. The confirm. Neon, neon green, John. It's a scythe, too. Oh, my God. This Ooh. is bad news, Bears. Troy's gonna roll. Oh, my Troy's God. Your total is correct. 20 followed by a 20. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, wait, that's bludgeoning. I got really nervous. Sla- this is a slashing weapon. Yes. Normal damage. Which is times four. No, actually, normal damage is times three. Right. Double damage would have been times four. And target provokes attacks of opportunity from all threatening opponents, which is no one. So it's just going to be It's just gonna be triple damage. Just. Well, that's no big deal. a blessing with a scythe. Yeah. 45 points of damage. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gosh. Jeez. Jeez. Oh my god. Orphus Orphanius. You see these people, um, Matthew's character. <laughs> uh, you see these people come up and you can see. Wait, from- did you roll three times separately? Or did you just triple? Oh, yeah. You actually, Good point. You- ah, you're right. All right, yeah, so redo that. 15 plus 16 plus 17. So it's actually 48 points of damage. Wow. It's more. You want to take the 45? It's, it's all good. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, I just, I tripled it. Sorry. Um, Matthew's character, Eagle's Wings, you see these people coming up to save you, and you just saw this guy get slashed. Now the two around you, they're still faltering. They're still trying to see if they can reach you, seeing if maybe you'll swoop down. So they're not doing anything. They're pausing, as it were. It is now 
Your turn, Matthew's character. Uh, she, in eagle form, is going to fly up and start circling around the battlefield. Uh-huh. And she's going to cast a little spell. Talk to me. You ever heard of a little flame strike? I'm nervous. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Nervous. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. So, on who? On the two guys that we're trying to swing at her. Ah. Let's just get them out of the way, shall we? Okay, talk to uh, me. So that's a 1d6, 2d6, 3d6, 4d6, 5d6, 6d6. Can I borrow a d6 from somebody? Neon green. Neon green d6. You. you get a reflex from the half. geekery. Ooh. Six on I that. I see DM some green. sixes. 29 points of damage. What's the reflex save? Uh, DC 17. Fail. Oh, jeez. Fail. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So how many points of damage? 29. 29 (laughs) points of damage (laughs) to the two that were, like, waiting there for you to come back. flame strike. (laughs) Good job. All right, Orphis, you just got effed. Are you doing any sort of movement? She's flying around. Just keeps flying. There's, like, a huge column of flame just comes straight down out of the sky and just singes them. Oh, flame strike. Okay, uh, Orphis, talk to me. Orphis is going to take a... Well, no. He's going to stay where he is. And uh, as a move action, he is going to enact his intimidating glare, which will allow him to make an intimidate check to demoralize. Okay. So this is the one that that just crit you? Yeah. yeah, Okay. Roll your intimidate check. Mother pus bucket 17. And it's DC 10 plus my... Wisdom modifier? You tell me, Doug. It's 10, 10 plus, plus the your, hit dice plus, your wisdom. plus the wisdom. And you rolled what? 17. I'm sure that's a fail. That's a fail. Yeah, you fail. Uh, okay, um, so uh, this character sucks. Bring him back there. <laughs> no! Um, but, but his attack is going to be with Oathbreaker, uh, which is going to be a power attack. Okay, so that intimidating glare is not a standard action. It's a move action. It's a move action. Okay. Yeah. So, and I haven't moved. Right, so you're uh, so swinging is... Oathbreaker. Mm-hmm. Come on, buddy. There 19, you go. which Fuck is a critical yeah. threat with critical a great sword. Threat! Oh, 19 on the die. On the critical, die. Threat. Crit- oh. critical threat. Critical threat. Critical threat. Critical critical critical. Threat. 28 to confirm. That is a confirmed crit. Yeah. On the same guy that crit you. Nice. Bring the pain. Decapitate. Decapitate. Slashing. Double damage. Oh, that's good. And push target one square in any direction, which is great for me. because yeah. yep. with your reach for sure. Uh, so I'm back. doubling my damage, right? Yeah. Okay. 29 points of damage. Oh, same as Matthew. Yeah. And he's going to enact something. It's a spell. Oathbreaker is a spell storing greatsword. So he is going oh. to unleash Ghoul's Touch on this gentleman. Oh. Uh. Ghoul's touch? Ghoul touch. What is this? You can just decide to do this when you hit? You decide when you So, beginning hit. of the day, you store a spell in there? Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on! What does ghoul's touch do? Uh, God, I want to be a blood rager so bad. <laughs> Imbuing you with negative energies, this spell allows you to paralyze a single living humanoid, oh, humanoid for the duration of the spell with a successful melee touch attack. And I would argue that the sword hitting is the successful melee touch attack. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, a paralyzed subject exudes a carrion stench that causes all living creatures except you in a ten foot radius to become sickened. Fortitude negates. Ooh. A neutralized poison spell removes the effect from the sickened creature and the creature uh, immune to poison are unaffected by this stench. I have a couple questions. One, is there a save on my paralyzation? 
DC 15 Fortitude. All right, let's roll on that first, then I have some more questions. Fail. Okay. So it is paralyzed. Paralyzed. But Second question, I think Lork and Pembroke and Barry take the damage as well. Anyone within a 10-foot radius does. Okay. So Lork but no, Pembroke. they aren't paralyzed. They're just sickened. But they have a they have a fortitude save as well. DC 15. And if you're immune to disease, you don't have to... Er- and that's going to include the one that attacked Lork. Made it. Uh, 17. And the one that attacked Lork made it. Okay. Failed. Don't forget Barry. Oh, no. Oh, Barry. Barry! Barry might be sickened. All right, so Pembroke is sickened by this... Disgusting display. I don't know what's Barry going on. Barry made it 16. At Deepgate, but it's gross. This guy is <laughs> this guy that I attacked is paralyzed for five rounds. Oh, oh my come God. On. Wow. Dead dead man. Dead man walking. Dead cap walking. Sorry to sicken you. I, I really like you, Pembroke. Alright, so now the field of six right. has been turned into a field of five. One that is paralyzed has taken 29 points of damage, but he's stuck in place for five rounds. Can you guys wipe him out in five rounds? Oh, flame strike. Those also took 29 points of damage. Uh, Pembroke. Pembroke, you just got sickened yeah, by this display. I am sickened. Uh, the sickening display. Uh, I'm going to take another five foot step back and start summoning animal four. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right, Pembroke takes a step back, begins summoning Lork. You're up. This guy's paralyzed. Yeah. There's two other guys that have now come up, and you know that you're going to get attacked on two fronts yeah. next round. Yeah, Lork is going to keep going after the guy that's that's right in front of him. Okay. Um, so here we go. Come on, Lork. Swinging Gorm's Thorn. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Lork is going to use the Victor's Belt and enter a rage. Oh, no. Mark it, dude. Come on. Five rounds. This, this, <laughs> Mark it, dude. This is what happens when Lork Here dies. Here we go. All right. Raging! And he swings, and I can't see the result. Oh, come on. 17. Swing again, Lork. Ah! Swing again. Oh, no. Come on! <laughs> Fuck, I missed again! <laughs> Fuck! Oh, they're all so uh, low. Alright, Barry, natural what do you five, got? Natural five, natural six. Uh Barry on a on a power attack. Uh that's an eighteen. Eighteen misses. Get rid of power attack. That's what you learn from these first two rounds. Round three. Red Cap's turn. All right, so Come on, Eagle's Wings Lork. up there. The two that just got flame-striked, they begin moving in to uh, this clump of party as well. They are going to basically replace that, that second guard that came through because those guys are going to come up and uh, attack. You dig? So those two guys that waited the first round, yeah. they are now coming up, and one of them is going to attack Lork, one of them is going to attack the Blood Rager, and that one will actually provoke as it comes into you if you do provoke. So let me resolve everything here in turn. The two that just got Flame Strike, they step up. They're going to replace that sort of rear guard. Uh, and then we're going to have two attack Lork, one is paralyzed, and one is going to attack Orphus. Orphus, the one that's going to attack you, just provoked. Roll to that attack of opportunity. And power attack still on. Come on. Hit it. With Oathbreaker. Yeah, there that you is go. A hit. There that you is go. a hit. Ooh. Oh, my God. That is 25 points yeah, of damage. Yeah, bro. 25 points of damage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. And then it attacks you. 15. Uh, 15 does not hit. All right. Uh, Lork, the one up in your grill. Yep, it's about that time. 24 to hit. That hits. Hits you four. 
15 points of damage. The other one goes after Barry Connick Jr. No! Barry! Uh, natural 20. Holy moly. Oh, no. Oh, no. fucking Barry. Oh, Barry. <laughs> We're going to make right. him pay uh, for that wall. Okay. For, first. Um, okay. First, I think I'm going to... Let's resolve my vengeance strike. What is that? That is my hunter's trick that allows me to, as an immediate action, attack an adjacent opponent that is attacking an ally. Ah. As an immediate action. All right, so that one went to attack Barry. The crit, the critical threat holds. The critical threat holds. Yes. Okay, But go. I get a swing. Go Come on, it. Lark. Kill him in one swing. No. no. I rolled a 19. Miss. Natural 8. Like, what the blue fuck? <laughs> fuck, fuck, Julian. It's unbelievable. Do you want a different uh, D20, I'm, Joe? I'm 100% certain that Barry, Barry is dead. You're 100% certain that Barry is One, dead? It's a four times... Well, if it confirms. If it confirms. If it confirms. All right. To confirm. Uh, 17. Mm, does not confirm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because he's probably going to go down. But max damage? Uh, he's probably going to go... Was it unconfirmed? You rolled yeah, a 20. 20. Unconfirmed yeah. 20. All right, so it's going to be 18 points of damage. 18 points of damage. Yikes. Ooh, times times three. four. I mean, these are deadly, yeah, deadly are creatures bad, bad, that are bad. only using one of their attacks. They're not using their boot attack right now. Yeah. Uh, Matthew's character. Uh-huh. Matthew, you just see... Uh, Hellfire and Brimstone down there. It's it's gotten ugly. I mean, it's getting ugly. There's like skeletal faces involved now. Is with red caps on their teeth. Matthew, talk to me. What are you thinking? What do you, what is going on through this character's head? I think she's going to cast a little spell. Talk to me. And I think the the grass and the weeds and the plants uh, are going to get a little frisky. Get out of here and grow and you start snaking up these four of your red cap, the four red caps that are not attacking uh, Orifice over here. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. DC 15 reflex and fortitude save. And fortitude? Whoa. Rolling both for each, baby. Oh, that's wow. so cool. I'm gonna, I, I have a headache already. All Please right. pause for edit. <laughs> All right, so which four? The two that were everybody, in the back. Everybody that's not attacking Orphan. Yeah, the two that are attacking Lorcan Barry and the two that are in reserve. Okay. 40 foot radius. I'm positioning it so it only gets those four. The first one past the fortitude failed the reflex. So he's entangled. Okay. The nice. second one uh, pass fail. So the second one's entangled as well. Okay. Third one uh, you said DC 15? 15. Pass fail. So that was entangled. <laughs> and then the last the br- one. The underbrush all coming up. Pass Fail! So oh, every single oh, one of them is entangled. Oh, but amazing. You, sa- you saved against the poisonous sap that, that oozed out of them as they oozed up and entangled uh, them. Wow. wow, this is Shades of Iwiga, right? Yeah, More yeah. Entanglement, the Bramble Bright fight. So these two in the back, and not the paralyzed one. Nope. But these, not the one that attacked Barry? The ones that are attacking Barry, Barry and Lork, and the two in reserve. The ones so I- five, not four people. Four. Just four. One, two, three, One, four. two, three, four. Okay, so not the ones attacking. Not the ones no, attacking. No, no, no. I see. So the ones attacking Lork, Lork Barry, Lork and the two in the back, all entangled. Yep. What is that, escape artist check, you, strength check? I'll let you look that up while Orphus you takes can do, his turn. You can, take, you can do either. Oh, well, I have so many options. Uh, Orphus will take a five-foot step back from the uh, red cap and will strike him twice. 
Do it. Come on, Orphas. Take him out. Oh. That is a 24. That's a hit. That is yeah. a hit. Orphas. Gonna yeah. roll. Orphas gonna roll. 21 points of damage. Ooh. 21 points of damage. Now, this isn't the paralyzed one. This was the one that took massive damage, right? Yes. Uh, we'll call him Red Cap 3. <laughs> we need a Grant's gonna roll drop that is like... It's definitely it's over 15. <laughs> it's yeah. definitely a hit. It's definitely a hit. Natural 20. Come on. On come the on, neon green dot. You're making me look bad Not a confirmed. 15. Uh, max damage. Max so damage. that is tw- 28 points of damage. Ooh. Oh and my it is be- unconscious and dying. Yeah. Oh, okay, so in addition, I have a trait called bloodthirsty. Which, when you reduce a foe to zero hit points or fewer, uh, or you confirm a critical, your attack deals one additional point of damage. Oh. So he just takes an extra hit. So that was 21, and it takes, so it'll be 22 points of damage altogether. Right. It's 28, Amazing. I thought. Yeah, yeah it's 28. 29 total yeah. on the second attack. Oh, and what did I just say? The, 22? 22, yeah. I think the first one was 22. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a little secret, Grant. These things have fast healing. I was going to say, there's something up and there. And you just took it to exactly its combo. Oh. Wow. So it's gone? Which it's is gone? not like regeneration. They are done. Yeah. That's amazing. Done. All done. So that one is dead. <laughs> that one's gone. Yeah, you guys are done. You, get, you did it. Yeah. All right. One is paralyzed. One is donezo. Pembroke began summoning yes. monster four. Mind you, this is all difficult terrain. Sorry. Oh, it is. Yeah. Fuck. Way to go. Matt Bruce's uh, character. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit. Uh, uh, well, I gotta do something. All right, so you guys see the celestial rhinoceros appear <laughs> uh, over here and whoo, whoo, snorts and immediately charges at the paralyzed dude. <laughs> oh, that's uh, low hanging fruit uh, right yeah. there. Uh, 19 to hit? 19. Just missed it. Wait, no, you, you, did you Did you? Oh, flat-footed. Yeah, it's paralyzed. Oh, then uh, yeah, no, that's a hit. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's a powerful charge attack. Oh boy. Forty-six plus twelve. Forty-six <laughs> oh, plus yeah. twelve. It's oh. a rhinoceros, uh, 10, dude. Sixteen. Uh, Twenty-eight points of damage. Unconscious and dying. Yeah. Skid eye, I have a question. What does this rhinoceros have a name? Uh, he does. <laughs> It is Richard. <laughs> Richard the rhinoceros. Richard the rhinoceros. Sir Richard just gored <laughs> a uh, red cap. And, and now Pembroke's turn. Yeah, Pembroke takes uh, another five-foot step uh, to his right, and he launches a magic missile um, at the one fighting Barry, the one closest to Barry. We'll call him Six. Yeah. Which one is not, not entangled? Is that one? Uh... These are all entangled. They're all entangled. They're all entangled. They're all entangled. Yeah, yeah every yeah. single one now. The, the, so the minus four that are left are all entangled. 11 points of damage. 11 points of damage. Okay, that one hadn't been hit yet, so that's a nice little chunk. Lork, you've done... I don't want to tell you, but you've done literally nothing. Literally nothing. What are you going to do? This is... Are you a leader of this party? Uh, I don't know. Nope. Uh, no, Lork is going to turn to the uh, one that just got hit with the magic missile, see it slightly weakened and distracted and entangled, lowered AC, attacking Barry, and he will attack it with Gorm's Thorn. There we go. That's a uh, 22. That's a hit. To hit. That is a hit. And he does 
19 points of damage. 19 points of damage to that guy. Then he'll swing at him again. And 21 to hit. That is a hit. And he does... Uh, 20 points of damage. Yeah, All right. there you go. There you go, Lork. Now All he's right. Stride. All right, so that one yeah. between Pembroke and Lork is really knocked down. Barry Connick Jr. Barry Connick Jr. Ooh. <laughs> he is sick. He is. Oh, no, he's fine. He's fine, but Pembroke he's, he's low. Um, oh, that's right. What does he have at HP? He's at 10 hit points. Um, jeez. Uh, yeah. You know what? He's going to. He's going to. Um, I think Barry's going to run, and Lork is going to tell him to stay. So he's going to because he took damage, so he's going to have to push him. All right. So Lork is going to be like, Barry, finish him off, and uh, and Lork fails. So because of DC twenty five. So Barry runs. So Barry, yeah, he runs away. Barry takes off. Yeah, so withdraw action, so no no uh, attack of opportunity. Round four, Matthew, talk to me about entangled. Those guys in the back. Everyone's in the same situation. They're not poisoned, but they were entangled. So escape artist or... Strength. Or DC 15. DC 15. Uh, ooh. They're going to escape artist. Plus 13 to escape artist. Oh, jeez. Oh, Shit. No. We only had one round. Pass. Pass. Not a 20. Pass. Pass. Every single one of them breaks through. That's hey. a standard action, right? Yeah. Yep, that's yep. their standard action to break out. Wait, is it? Yeah, I guess yeah, it is. It's, it's, yeah. Look it up. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure it's like uh, in a web and all that shit. You it buys us it. around at yeah, least. Yeah, it buys you around, but they all broke no, out. No, it's a move action. It's a move action. Uh, well, still, but they have to move anyway. It's an action. Right. Now, is it all so, difficult terrain around them? Like, so how yeah, far no. is yeah. 40 feet, like a 40-foot radius back, that's all difficult terrain. So if they want to move forward, these two guys in the back, is that difficult terrain? Yep. And they, so to move through it, they've got to like they can only move half their movement, and they've already taken a move action. Ah, all right. So these guys, uh, they have sixty feet of movement, so, so they can easily move up. So yeah. they can move up, but like they just this, can't attack. This guy can get five to yeah, he can get there. Yeah, they can. They're all converging on Lork. Yeah, this is so bad. This is bad this news. Is like bears. classic Lork. This is classic Lork. And then the two, the one in front of Barry and the one in front of Lork, will both attack. Um... Because they didn't, they used their move action to break out. They're both going to attack Lork. First attack, uh, twenty-two. Oh no, wait. They're oh, they're no longer entangled. So yeah, twenty-two to hit. Yeah, hits. Hits Lork four. Oh boy, sixteen points of damage. Second attack, uh, natural twenty. <laughs> fucking Dude, break. you're so fucking ridiculous. Give me a fucking natural break. Natural twenty. I just rolled one to break out of a tangle. Good night, Lark. I have little to no interest in playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> to confirm. Natty 2. There we go. All right. All right, so not confirmed, but max, max damage, damage. 18 points of damage. That times four crit would have been death. Oh. All right, so, uh, and then the other ones move up. That's all that they can do. There are four of them left. Matthew's character. She is going to cast Expeditious Excavation. What? I have that spell also. It's what? fun, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so on the one does that, that heal Lork? It does not heal Lork. <laughs> just, just checking. <laughs> it does help Lork, so maybe just don't be so snotty quite yet. I'm just, I'm just asking. 
Okay, so there's a... F- Expeditious excavation. A five-foot cube underneath the one who just hit Lork uh-huh. is going to be, all of a sudden, it's going to be dug away. And he's got to make a reflex save or fall prone. So it's like a pit. Exactly. All right, reflex save, uh, natural one. Fail. Yeah. Natural one on the reflex yeah. save. Uh, all right, automatic you fall, fail. You fall prone in the pit. How deep is the pit? Five feet. How deep <laughs> is the pit? But How he's a small creature, is isn't he? Pit. Uh, yes. So he is in that pit. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one that just attacked Lord. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and that is her, that is her action. <laughs> All right. So She's, you've got three fighting guys. One of them is down. Orphis. Orphis, you've been doing all right. You're kind of showing them what you got. We're, we're still show me what you got. My uh, <laughs> my half orc bre- brother's in trouble though. Yeah. Yes. Your yeah. new brother. So I can't really immediately help him because I don't have healing spells. Right. It's not your and jam. If I just attack now, there's still like three of them. Mm. So what I'm going to do is try to even the odds. Go on. Orphis is going to cast Enlarge Person on himself. <laughs> Which makes him threaten 15 feet out. And then he's going to get 15 feet away from that so guy. your aberrant bloodline already, already well, well, has Well, just be aware, Enlarge Person is a full round casting. Oh, it is? Okay, yeah. sorry. So you stand there and cast for a round. So, oh, so right, so that well, will happen next round. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, sure. But you don't, if he gets hit, it could interrupt his cast. Correct. I see. No, but at the end of the round, one so one round means it continues until my next round. Yeah. Next turn, yeah, you, yeah. You don't. You have to roll concentration for any damage you take. Pembroke, you see this go down. He's casting. You you know the arcane. You know what's going on. You know in large person. I, I do. I, I've seen this sort of thing many times. Uh, but, I'm no stranger to this. Uh, but first, before while I contemplate my action, I would call upon my friend Richard <laughs> to uh, step Sally forth and uh, gore the man, uh, red, red-hatted man, uh, menacing my friends from the other evening. So he's going to try and gore... And miss. Oh no! And uh, and Pembroke is going to cast Charm Monster. Ooh! Oh, yes! yes. Come on. Is there is there any one of these guys that hasn't been injured yet? Um. Yes, I will tell you who. Uh, Whichever one hasn't everyone been hasn't injured. been injured yet. Okay. Now uh, the one to the left of Lork. This the one guy, closest. Yeah. The yeah. one. The one Lork's been swinging at <laughs> has not been injured. The one Richard just missed. Yes. What is the DC? DC 19. Will what save. What a character. Will save. Fail. Yes! <laughs> yes! I'm not even joking. I, I, rolled, I rolled an 18. <laughs> uh, but it's still. 18 <laughs> fails. Yep. All right, so that one is charmed. I love the right. spell. One is in a pit. Such a great spell. One is charmed. Two yeah. are still fighting. Yeah. And I'm rolling crits like they're going out of business. No kidding. Uh, Lork, what are you going to do? Lord, he's, gonna, gonna he's gonna roar! He's trying to survive! He's gonna uh, attack the one that's been flame striked, right? Um, so that, there's one in the pit, there's one that's been charmed, there's one in front of you. Um, that, uh, the one that has not been damaged is charmed. Right. The one that fell in the pit was not flame striked. Right. The one up and to your right is the one that's been flame striked. 29 points of damage taken. Yeah. So I will attack him with Gorham's Thorn. Here we go. Come on. Come on. There we go. 25 to hit. That is a hit. That is a hit. Uh, oh! 23 points of damage. Uh, he is still up, but he is hurt. Here we go. Come on. 23 Second points. swing is another hit. 
Another hit. They have fast healing, but it has to enact on their round. <laughs> Does 17 points of damage. And he is unconscious and died. All yeah. right. All right. All right. So he's down. Little by little. He's down. Barry Connick Jr. There are... One of them is charmed right now. B- Barry is... is He's feared. He's, he's running out. Yeah. He's one is in a pit. Unfortunately. So right now you have one in a pit, one charmed, and one... Unconscious s- and dying. No, but one is still alive and kicking. There's three guys, right? Yes. Yes. The one that uh, may interrupt... Orphosis. Yeah, but he's got to go past Bojangle. Lork to do it. Right. All right. So it is their turn. The one in the pit stands up. Does he, cl- he has to climb has out to of the climb pit? Out. Yeah. All right. So that's his standard action to climb out of the pit. And he's got a plus 15 to climb. And he so. provokes. He provokes climbing out he, of the pit? Yeah, his yeah. pit's right in front of Lork. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, take your attack of opportunity. Come on, Lork. Hit him. Hit him. Power attack. Natural two. <laughs> That would be. Son of a bitch. That would technically be a miss, Lord. Technically a miss. Uh, all right. I know. All over the place. Stand up. <laughs> stand up. Move action. Climb out of there. His second move action. That's yes. his stuff. So now he is out and kicking. All right. So he moves up. Pembroke is wide open now. So yes. he swings at Pembroke. Seventeen. Uh, that's a hit. Hits. Pembroke. All right, so this is the first damage Pembroke is going to roll, take. Roll a d10. Uh, nine or ten, it hits me. Uh, below that, it hits one of the mir- mirror images. Oh, right, oh, mirror image. that's right. Uh, eight. Okay, so one of the mirror images is destroyed. Oh, now so four. It, this one steps up, hits Pembroke. What are these people? All right, and then there is... <laughs> there is one standing to the uh, left of Lork. I could move up to try to attack Orphus. That's a, that's a charmed creature. Yeah. Oh, that's the charmed one. Yep. You you only have one creature to attack with right now, right? And that's the one you just attacked with. Yeah, because yeah. one climbed out, one attacked, one is charmed. All right, guys, make this seriously. Out. Matthew, Wait, the cosmic. Well, does the charmed one get to act? No, I would have to, oh, you have to, talk to him? compel him to, if like, he won't attack us. But if I want to make him do something that he would, that would be in opposition to what he would normally do, it would be a contested charisma check. Gotcha. So if his intention is to attack Lork, what do you tell him in his mind? I, well, if I, wanted, if I wanted to tell him to attack one of his friends, that would be a contested, but he's friends of ours. Yeah, so, so he's yeah, if he's so, compelling to attack Lork, he just basically says, no, 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 that's my friend. And he's like, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So he he's just standing there, like smiling at you guys. Yeah. yeah he yeah. thinks like we're all friends with all his friends. Right. Right. Like, have, right. Guys, so, we're doing really so if, well. Yeah. So if yeah. kids like attack your friend, then he's like, wait a minute, make yeah. this round count. Matthew's character. Can't wait till we get the name. Tell you what get again. <laughs> She's gonna dive bomb the one attacking Pembroke. Oh, and, Pembroke and the images, uh-huh. and cast frostbite. And, yeah, and grab him with a, with the talon. Come on, nice. come on. So this is a uh, a melee touch attack. Ooh, I love it. So cool. Twenty two to hit. Yeah, twenty two hits. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So that's 1d6 non-lethal cold damage plus one point per level. So it's 1d6 plus 7. 10 points of non-lethal cold damage. And you're fatigued. Oh, oh nice. Wow. Okay. Wow. No saving throw. No saving throw. 10 points of non-lethal cold. That's brutal. Wow. I mean, that, that'll, t- that'll knock you right out. Orphus, what do you got? Orphus now enlarged. 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 Enlar
Oh, nice. He's got a giant Minotaur mini now. <laughs> you just wanted to bring your other Warhammer. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so uh, he threatens 15 feet. That's so awesome. Wow. He's going to attack the guy that was just dive-bombed by our nameless friend. And now that he is enlarged, his greatsword is now a 3d6 as opposed to a 2d6. So let's see if he can do some stuff now at a plus 7 to strength. Wow. Holy crap. That oh. is a hit. 25 points of damage. All right. Still kicking. The, did I take a five-foot step to get there, Skid? Do you remember? I, I think, think it did go 10 feet. Okay, then I'm done. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Pembroke. Because uh, you got the rhinoceros next to that one. Right in front of you. Yeah, the rhinoceros has got... Don't forget the fast healing. Oh, I yeah. won't. I won't. Uh, oh, are you talking to me? <laughs> Oh, then the rhino is just going to stomp on the guy next to him that's on the ground healing. He's like still unconscious. He's like, smash, 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 yeah, just going to dome, dome, dome. Oh, that's the paralyzed one, though. Uh, <laughs> no, I, yeah. But the rhino still. doesn't discern. Yeah. But still. Um, so that's 15 hits. Uh, uh, and he's uh, unconscious of dying. That is a hit, yes. <laughs> okay. And uh, uh, it's 21 points of damage. Jesus. And he is now dead, dead. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. There you right, go. Good. Way to go, Richard. Nice, nice, nice. Way to nice. go, Richard. Richie. Richie Rich. Uh, Pembroke. And um, Pembroke is going to take a five-foot step back, like look at the charmed red cab and say, Come here, my little friend. And um, he is going to... Uh, lower his uh, is going to point his walking stick at the um, red cap in front of him and unleash a lightning bolt. Whoa! So not the charmed one, the one that attacked the you. one, The one that just attacked me. That yeah. you dive-bombed. That's yeah. his last mistake. Yeah. And was attacked by Orphus. Yeah. Lots of D6s. That's a, that's a lot of D6s. Uh, 24 and it's a DC 18 reflex save. DC 18 reflex save. I failed. Again. Yeah, 24 points of damage. <laughs> <laughs> they have a plus 10 to reflex, and I fail. Uh, oh my god. Lork, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not Lork is going, he's got one alive next to him. He's going to swing again. Gorm's Thorn. Come on, buddy. Critical threat! Get, Get out of here! Get out of here! Natty 17. Critical if you remember, Gorm's Thorn is. Critical 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 threat! Come on, Lork. Uh, 20 to confirm. AC 20. Yeah! There we go, baby! What's up, man? Yeah. AC 20 for law. All right, All right Lork. Come on, what do we got? What do we got? Slashing Shattered Jaw. Oh, I love it. Normal oh. damage. And one con damage. Target cannot speak or bite until healed. So not terribly exciting, but he hits him right in the jaw. Uh, so that is 19 points of damage and one con damage. Okay. I uh, gotcha. Second attack. Second attack. Miss. Shit. 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 Barry Connick Jr. Yeah, Barry Connick Jr. is out of the fight right He's now. He's out of the fight right now. All right. Work's not focused on bringing him back at this The point. Red Caps began retreating. Ah. All right. Very so smart. If you're within range of them, you get your attack of opportunity. Let's start with, uh, well, obviously the Charmed One doesn't retreat, so it's just the two left. So one will retreat that, uh, when you dive bomb, did you stay down there? Yeah, I don't have fly by attack. All right, so 
you and L- and Lork get a attack of opportunity and, on this and, one. And Orphus. You're going to get on the other okay. one. Okay, here we go. Lork's going to take a swing. AC 20. 20. Hit. Roll for yours. With a talon. Natural 19. So yeah. Hit. 21 damage. <laughs> it's three damage. It's 100% dead. Yeah! <laughs> I mean, it was already unconscious and dying because of the non-lethal damage that you did with the, uh, what was it, the ice? Frostbite. Ice, Frostbite. I was say ice luge. Uh, Frostbite. Yeah, ice luge, that great spell. All right, Orphus, you get the same attack. <laughs> ice luge. Natural Critical one. fumble. <laughs> Critical fumble, Orphus. Oh, that's an actual Did you get fumble. multiple attacks, Orph? No. I do have multiple attacks. All right, roll to confirm. confirm. Oh, yeah, roll to confirm. <laughs> that uh, is a fumble. You fumble. Oh, fumble. No. Slashing. Melee. All right, melee. Cut off your arm. Uh, you take one point of strength bleed damage. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, boy. While you're taking the strength bleed damage, that one gets away. Uh, but it is difficult terrain behind it, FYI, Izzle. Yeah, but this thing can move 30 feet over difficult terrain. Yeah, it's it's cooking out of there. It moves 60 feet regular, so 30 feet. It's gone, and you are left with one charmed one and 1d3 points of bleed, and the combat is over. Wow, what How a long combat. does charm person last? Charm monster. Uh, seven, seven days. Seven, seven days? <laughs> yeah. So get, let's just talk get, about this new party right now. Get ready to play a character, Troy. <laughs> we got Lork, Barry Connick Jr., Pembroke, the potent, Orphus, a red cap, and a dusky skinned woman. Well, right now she's an eagle, but she is going to roll. She's going she's gonna to come to the ground and roll up and, come, and stand up as a human. She stands up as a human. You just hear in the brush far away. Is that red cap? Bolts back to his red Bolts. cap hole. Um, does Lord need to do a heal check on Orphas, or does that strength bleed just run its course? Like, I have no idea. Yeah, what does it say? One d three strength bleed? No, just no, it's one. one. I think it yeah, just. I think I need to do a DC. Yeah, sta- yeah you just gotta, stabilize. Him you gotta, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's do round one. Lork has a good heal. He's got plus nine to heal. Uh, nine on the die, so eighteen. So in ro- in one round, you you only take one strength. All right, bleed. What's one d three? So I'll roll uh, one point of strength damage. Okay, but you still take that. We have no restoration, so you take that damage. Yeah. Uh, I actually uh, no. Mm, I have a potion of remove curse. I thought I had a potion of restoration. Um. So right, Lork, Lork is going to talk. So you. So Lork, you run over field wound. Fix him. He only takes one point of strength damage. Yeah. That could have been bad. Yeah. Can this be cured by lesser restoration? It sure can. Mm-hmm. You look injured, my friend. May I help you? Uh, well met. I'm uh, intrigued at your uh, flying powers. I, I was awed by your ability to turn so feral so quickly with such rage. So feral, so quickly. Do you always talk so poetically when you are bleeding through the through, from the orifices? My orifice has only bled a little bit so far. <laughs> I'm reconsidering casting the spell, uh, but she will not, and she'll reach over and cast Lester Restoration on me. Oh. Yeah. Allow myself to introduce myself. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I am Fereza Alced of Osirion. Who are you? Your timing is well appreciated. Oh, Osiriani. Yes. Oh, and Pembroke immediately just starts talking to her in Osiriani. Um, 
just like just like oh yes yeah, so, so I know a Syrian very well blah 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 you know, so it's just like yeah yes you are lovely like a, a vision from, from the east like in the, the shadows of the pyramids you must be a great light from within like all those <laughs> <laughs> Shut the top of his head I am fortunate or cursed to be among such poets <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I, I'm certain my accent is atrocious <laughs> but it is such a, such, a, such a fine thrill to meet another uh, a, a, a Syrian speaker here, here in the wilderness as, as we are she flips up she has these crystal spectacles and she flips them up to get a look at you and she says my friend you are aged how have you made your way <laughs> out to such a treacherous terrain yes yes I, I am I am aged the, uh, the arcane fires within me have guttered and dimmed in recent times but uh, I still have some fight within me and with the help of these fine mighty companions that I've stumbled across on the road well I I feel I could walk a thousand leagues in, in such company <laughs> I am Lork Iron Tusk of Trunal for as I'll send a pleasure to meet you and I'm glad we could help how, uh, however our help was help is as help gives where are you uh, coming from, and, and what brings you here? I have come from very far away, across the inner sea, near the. Do you know? Do you know Osirion, the nation of Osirion? Yes, I. I well, have you I, been I, there? I'll let the others answer if they want to. So this is really creeping Lork out because her coloring is similar to Pudir, and her accent is exactly like Pudir's. The, the kid the, that the he killed. That he killed. Ah. So Lork didn't know where he was from, but he was from Assyria. Like, I know that, but Lork didn't know that. And so he's just like, whoa, this is crazy. That's very interesting. So you met a half-orc, a follower of Gorham. Right. You met a man of the world. Who's who, near death. Who's like, who has seen his own death, and now you met an Osiriani. Yeah. Who, okay. Well, you know, she says that, and he's like, I'm not sure what that means, but like, it's the, he hears the accent, and it's like chilling to him. Um... No, I'm not familiar with Osiria. I am but a, uh, a humble farm girl. Oh, I lived in a small farming community off the River, river Asp. Oh, yes. <laughs> Have you been there? <laughs> no, I did. I, one day, we took a day trip. Um, I was actually, I, had, uh, I was doing a guest professorship at uh, uh, Sothis at the um, University of uh, Miracles in Sothis. And one day we did actually take a a, a a day trip out into the into the uh, into the farmlands, and I did. I come. We took. I took a drink right from your river, madam. <laughs> As it happens, we have seen many of your kind. You always come wearing pith helmets. Yes. Well, I was actually I was wearing a hat, sort of like this. But they, most in my company were. Yes, they were wearing the pith helmets. Yes. Yes, but I I, have a, I favor the hat. Yeah, I get, I tend it, to, does you, it does you well, sir. It gets very hot down there, as you know. I tend to overheat. I do know. I yes. know from heat, as you may have seen. Oh, yes. No, and cold as well, I see. Not only that, you could turn into a bird. <laughs> which is also quite impressive. You are a druid. I am a druid. Do you know of the Vault of Thorns? I have. I do not know this. I am from a very faraway land. I have come because there was a prophecy. A prophecy of great imbalance in the holds of Belkson. And a tale of a chosen one who would unite a band of noble champions to right this balance. I have come to offer my services to this chosen one, if I might find him. Have you heard of any extraordinary 
gentle people? Mm, yes. All fast Norkham charmed, I'm sure. I must be this chosen one as I've been chosen to live. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever says, like, yeah, that's me, I'm the chosen one. <laughs> it must be me. <laughs> you can only be speaking of me. I may, no, he'll say, I may not be the chosen one, but I have noticed a certain imbalance in power, particularly favoring the orcs of Belkson. I have. I landed in Corvosa, a city far from here, but not so far as mm. I am from. And as I made my way here, the ground rumbled with imbalance. What is the balance that you seek? What would please you? I have heard tales and seen evidence of giants raiding the small folk all across Belkson. A great evil is happening here. And I must offer my services. Mm. I notice that the two of you are touched by the divine as well. Who do you worship? We are followers of Gorham. We fight in his name and seek to bring the battle to the orcs and the giants as well, to even the odds as well we can. Mm, as you see, struggle is timeless and never-ending, and it matters not whom I fell on the battlefield, but only that there are more whom I can fell. It's so weird. That sounds a little psychotic. I'm saying I'm on your side. Oh, okay. <laughs> if I can help you find this chosen one, it would be my honor, for we do need someone that can bring the fight to these giants. They're gathering in Minderhals Valley and bringing a great army against us. I seek some way to find the the weapons that will destroy them. Then that is my destination. But as you have stumbled upon me at so opportune a time, I am at your service for the moment. By the way, my face has been exactly as Troy explained it the entire time. It lasts <laughs> last for seven Horrifying. minutes. Feraza <laughs> does not judge. Uh, whom do you worship? I'm sorry. I worship Osiris. Mm. A deity not, uh, not yeah. much heard of in these parts. Yes. No, I've, I've, I've sat in on a few services for Osiris. <laughs> Fascinating rituals. I, I hope they were enlightening. Yes, yes, very much so. Very unique uh, deity uh, to that region. I was, I was very happy to have been able to... Yes, very interesting. It is a region of much death, where I am from. Yes, but, but also death life. and rejuvenation yes. as the yearly floods come and regenerate the land in the, in, in the, in the river valley. Yes. I am but the servant of his rebirth. Ah, well, and then in Osirian, he says, like, I am honored to make your acquaintance and to accompany you on this journey. He's much obliged, and also in Osirian. Uh, I should probably introduce myself. <laughs> oh, yes. Don't be alarmed. I didn't want to interrupt. Uh, my name's Rasmataz. And, uh, oh, boy. This is, this is a real unique opportunity. I just, uh, I don't often get to talk to people that don't kill their victims and dip their hats in their blood and wear them on their head. So this is nice. This is really nice. Oh. I like this. Um, anyways, uh, 
So what what are we doing? What's the plan? I'm with you guys. So as as he's talking, like Pembroke like looks at the rest of them. He has this like little little glint in his eyes, like smiling and like kind of winks at them and like looks back and says like well, Rasmataz, we are very pleased, very pleased indeed that you've decided to join us on our journey. Oh, the uh, pleasure is all mine. No, no, I'm so no. excited. Um, could you tell us uh, how you came to be here? Why, why your, your uh, erstwhile companions were attacking this poor woman? Well, you know, uh, funniest thing, I, if you had asked me that an hour ago, I would have told you something totally different. <laughs> Strange, isn't it? Well, I, just, I woke up this morning, I was like, I just want to kill the first thing I see. Whether it be an innocent woman... Or a band of people. And then all of a sudden, might have been five minutes ago, I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. And now, uh, here we are. <laughs> I'm Rasmataz, by the way. He goes over to Barry. Nice to meet you. I've never seen a bear. Barry, yes. be careful. Now, Rasmataz, yes. um, as, our, as our friend, I, I must ask that you please refrain. I know that you... You, uh, your, uh, your people are very, very much love to hurt people. Yes, but yes. I would ask if, as a favor to me, your friend, uh-huh, yes. that you would not hurt any of us. I see. I see. So now, it's very possible that we may run across other creatures on uh-huh. our journey that you would be more than welcome to attack and unleash your fu- full fury upon them. So that sounds very exciting, doesn't it? Uh, uh, There'd does, be a lot of blood. That does sound good. Um, do you guys wear hats covered in your victim's blood? I highly recommend it. You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make you guys hats. And when you kill somebody, dip the hat in their blood and wear it. Just try it. If you don't like it, it's cool. But I think you're going to really enjoy it. You know what? I, I like you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. Uh, if you want me to fight, you just say, Raz the Taz. Let's have a code word. You say Rasmataz, Skidamariki do, <laughs> and then I will fight your enemies for as long as this spell lasts. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> sounds rather fun. Ah, yes. And that nice drenched in blood hat. It sounds very nice on a hot day. So. Ah, yeah, it, it keeps me cool. Yes, yes, yes. I think this is one. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful week long friendship. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so now that's settled. Um, uh, we're all friends now, eh? And uh, where should we go from here? We're all friends now. We're we're heading to Bloodsworn Vale, for God's sake. <laughs> to the Shawanti there. Yes. And I... Uh, what do you hope to find? I hope to find redemption, if I'm honest. I was interrupted earlier telling these gentlemen, and I... Uh, especially now with Rasmataz joining, I think I should be perfectly honest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god He's better than Tom Exposition I didn't I didn't help to save you from these Crazy monsters In order to put you at risk again Without giving you good reason So There was a A boy a long time ago He reminds, he reminds me of you I think he might have been Osirian Though at the time I didn't know what that meant and he, uh, he was an opponent of mine, and I was young and foolish, and I, I killed him, and I regret it. I shouldn't have. I thought it was right at the time, but now I know it was wrong. I'm trying to seek redemption for this act of murder. And the Shawanti, they, they speak with the undead, and I believe that if I can talk to him, maybe I could... 
Maybe I could right the wrongs of my past, but you should know that this murder has left me with a dark cloud hanging over me, a curse that has affected my friends in the past. They've been in a great deal of danger when they've been with me. It seems that I survive the worst perils, but my friends seem to die around me. So I won't ask any of you to go further than you will. But it is my, it is redemption I seek for this heinous act. And if we can survive till the end of it, I believe you won't be at risk anymore. At least no more risk than you're already putting yourself in by choice. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Tell me again, Locke. Why did you kill this boy who now you feel you should not have killed? Because he challenged my authority. And I thought that you could only lead by fear and violence. I thought that rage and hate were what made you strong. But I didn't know any better. He said that we needed to work together, that we needed to be peaceful with our enemies. And I thought that for the, be for the best of everyone, he needed to go. But I didn't know until much later when I met a man of incredible character and incredible strength that felt the same way, that it wasn't weakness, but an inner strength that had you be more diplomatic and make friends of your enemies. Mm. Mm. A sentimental tale, to be sure. Tell me, you found Gorham Thorn within the Vault of Thorns. You've regaled me with your tales on the battlefield. You were not always a worshipper of Gorham, were you? I was not. For much of my life, I wasn't religious. I merely mm. tried to survive and with no real guidance. But it was in Gorham's name that I found the, the strength to fight the true enemies of this world. The evil creatures that seem to unbalance the equilibrium of the world. Well, I can tell you, as someone who was not converted, but was born into the prophecies and words of Gorham. That the words you speak have a ring of heresy to them. You see, Gorham does not pick favorites. He lives within every sword, every piece of iron designed to kill, regardless of the intent of its owner. And he is often so brash that he takes what he wants by force, regardless of the situation. I think you may be personalizing our Lord's tale a little too closely to your heart, which remains touched by your past experiences and not truly encased in iron as our Lord. Oh, snap. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. If I, I don't mean to interrupt, but if, if I could, if you don't mind, I'd like to take it, examine you a little more closely. I have sensed this sort of um, uh, shroud hanging about you. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to be rude. But if, could, could I, please? And he comes closer, and he, like he's kind of like holding his hands up to his face. It's like, is this okay? Yeah, yeah. Right. So like takes oh, yeah. it like by, and he it's starts okay. like kind of like feeling your glands, 
like around your, your neck. He's like, does this hurt? Is this all right? No, it's fine. So then he like grabs you by the forehead and like kind of tilts your head back. And he like springs a light in his, in his uh, palm of his hand. And he's like looking like in your eyes and like up your nose. <laughs> he's like, um, yes, yes, just as I thought. <laughs> yes, 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 what, yes, yes, yes. What do you see? Well, I'm afraid some of the more um, insidious curses have a tendency to manifest around the nostrils. It's sort of flare quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't want to alarm you, but uh, that seems to be the case here. So I don't know the origin of why why you have been afflicted with this, but it, I can certainly see it. And I, I understand your uh, concern for our well-being, but for my, my own parts, I've told you that I feel myself to be short on time and, well, perhaps Mother Nature or my own doom will beat your curse to the punch, eh? <laughs> awesome. And Feriza? Feriza. Feriza. You hear all this going down. You were just, well, let's say saved. I mean, obviously, you had your part in saving that. But, I mean, had they not showed up, things could have got bad fast. Maybe you could have just flown out of there, but who knows? Um, you hear all this going down. What, what are you thinking? What do you have to say about this? It seems very strange that there would be an Osiriani in this part of the world, and especially one that I like. I hadn't heard heard of, right? right? Like when talking I talking about Pudir. Yeah, yeah. I don't know his name is Pudir, but uh, yes, it seems very strange that there. Would, and I think she just files that away. Right. Hmm. How interesting that this man that you came across also knew of an Osiriani. Yeah, because we're very far away from us. Very, very far. away. Yeah. yeah. So it's like. Denmark to Egypt, basically. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you try to win her to your cause, you guys, or are you interested in joining them? Well, yeah. No, the I mean, situation? I think we already we already said that, right? Yeah. She, she's pl- you know, she's on her way. She's investigating what's going on here. And I she, said that I was, yeah, I said that I was trying to recover weapons to even the score. Ah. And she pledged and, herself yeah. to, uh, in her ser- in in their service, so long, you know, for the time being. Right, right, right. You, you all have your own reasons for being here. Maybe it's fate, maybe it's just wrong place, right time, right place, wrong time, but you've all found each other. And onward you continue towards Bloodsworn Vale, at least for Lork. You see the day turns into night. You camp out, and that campfire now, you guys are uh, battle-weary. So it's a very... um, it's very weird things. You're tired, but you're also kind of fired up from the fight as well. You're you're nursing your wounds, you're bandaging, and meanwhile, I can I can just imagine Pembroke just talking on and on about everything that happened in the fight, and and uh, you know, oh, you might put the bandage on this way, put the bandage on this way. Meanwhile, Orpheus talking think he's to you, spending about a lot of time talking to the red cap. <laughs> right, right, I forgot all about Razmataz. Uh, yeah, Razmataz. Razmataz. He's a little, he's a little too fired up for the group. Um, but <laughs> does his energy ever subside? Or is it just he's like- always just kind of like this. This is going to be great. I'm really excited about whatever it is we're going to do. This is, this is going to be fun. <laughs> um, and so eventually, uh, you go to sleep. All of you, uh, you know, taking turns, and whoever is stuck awake is stuck with Razmataz, who. Seems to never really get tired. And you, while you're sleeping, you just yell, um, "Shh, quiet!" 
you wake up the next day, everybody wakes up and Razmataz is passed out. So he probably was the last, <laughs> last pile of his own drool. Uh, maybe he'd be, everybody gets everything needed to get done in the morning before they finally wake up. Ah, 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 let's go! And you guys continue onward. Um, and eventually uh, the landscape starts to change. You can tell that the elevation is changing. You're climbing. You're getting closer to the terrain uh, outside of the Mindspin Mountains, you would think. Um, you know, the elevation is, there's a lot of ups and downs, a lot of hills and valleys. So you can tell that it's getting closer to a mountain range. Um, and for whatever reason, this group is clicking. You know, you fought a battle together. Sometimes that's all it takes to sort of realize the importance of the people you're around. And for whatever reason, you have joined to this cause. And like day 10 of venturing together, you eventually, you haven't seen a lot of life outside of, uh, you know, wildlife and the red caps. So eventually Lork, Barry Connick Jr., Fereza? Fereza. Firaza. Firaza. Orphis. Pembroke. And Rasmataz come upon a road. You follow the road along because it's a nice change of pace from having to like trudge through heavy uh, overgrowth or like wood paths that haven't been that trodden. And you see some cottages in the distance. Maybe like two or three cottages. And outside one of them is a man working in the fields. And he waves you over. Oh, there, travelers! Oi, good day. Where where are you coming from? We we don't see many people coming up this road this time of year. We're coming through uh, from from Trunau. Oh, from Trunau? That's that's ten days uh, by horse at least. Aye, we've been on the road for for a long while. Ah, yes. Well, well, well welcome. Uh, I'm. I'm my name is uh, Mikael. Elena! Elena, come here! Let me introduce you to my wife. Um, it's like this n- nice two-story cottage. Very quaint. And uh, a woman comes out, and uh, she's holding um, a baby with her. He's like, this is my wife, Elena, and this here is our lovely daughter, Abria. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Out of here! Abria! Oh, shit. Holy yeah. Welcome, uh, welcome. Valley, you son of a bitch. Oh. Uh, welcome to these parts. We, we don't get uh, many um, bands of brothers and sisters as uh, you appear to be. And this creature here. Hello, I'm a Rasmataz. Uh, <laughs> nice to meet you. My, can I hold your baby? No, you may not. <laughs> <laughs> please, please don't. don't <laughs> All right, I just uh, <laughs> I normally eat him. But, he's he's uh, <laughs> very enthusiastic. He's quite safe. <laughs> At least for the next I am so several days. Fired up right yes, now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, it, was, it was nice to meet you. Uh, my my, oh my, my wife and uh, child. Um, oh, we, it's our pleasure to meet you as well. It, you you look uh, a little worse for the wear, if you don't mind me saying. Uh, have you been just sleeping outside? There's not a lot of towns between here and two now. Aye, we've been on the ground, uh, sleeping for some nights now, but. We've been enjoying each other's company, that's for sure. And we, we do not mind the growth. 
Ah, yes. Uh, well, there's plenty of that around these parts, but it, you probably could use a, a good night's sleep. My, my wife's mother... Uh, uh, t- tell him, Elena, and Elena speaks up. She's like, yes, my, my mother is an older woman of the town, not too far away from here. Uh, at Shinneman's Fortune, if you just follow the road, uh, you'll be there by the end of the day, most likely. Uh, they're good people. Uh, and you please mention my name, ask for uh, Stryer Crown, uh, that's hmm. my mother, and uh, she will, uh, I'm sure, op- welcome you with open arms. They're, they're, they're a strange group. They're uh, you know, a lot of prospectors. You get a lot of people from all over that, that come to Shinneman's Fortune, but the, the, <laughs> the natives of the area are very, very sweet, and uh, I'm sure if you just explain, tell them you know me, and you'll be fine, and you'll at least have a good night's rest wherever it is your travels are taking you. I think we could all do for a good settlement a nice roof over our head for a night. Yes. Mm. Yes, I quite agree. Good, good. Uh, h- how long is the walk, you said? Oh, to Shinneman's Fortune. Well, it's about uh, 2 p.m. Now you could be there walking in a few hours, most likely. Uh, it's not, not far at all. Uh, you'll be there by nightfall. Great. Is there anything we can do for you before we go? No, no, excuse me. We honestly, we, we, we moved out here on purpose to kind of stay away from all the hustle and bustle. We just like being here, and especially once now that we had a baby, we like to kind of be away from it all. I'm sorry, that troubled you. May I hold the child briefly? It's been some time. He looks to Elena like, uh, of course. I mean, it's like a sweet old man. Why not? And he just, was it? Oh, look. Oh, look. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, 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 hello. And he's just like holding it and just like playing with it. Just like laughing at and talking to baby talk a little bit. It's very, very sweet. Oh, she's so lovely. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just can't resist. Uh, can, can I hold it too? No, 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 no. It's all, all right. right. That's, that's all okay. Right. I just thought I'd ask. It's all right. And Lork is thinking, he's like, somewhere out here, there's a true-born son of his that he has to find. Right, seeing this old man with a baby. Yep. Has to, has to hit everybody. And uh, they're like, well, uh, it's nice seeing you. We just we, we don't often get to say hello to, to travelers. Uh, good luck uh, in your journey, wherever it may take you. Uh, these are safe, fertile lands. Uh, goodbye. Say goodbye, Aprio. Goodbye. Oh, goodbye. Okay. goodbye. So sad. Mom. I'm sure they'll all be fine. Goodbye, little <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're perfectly safe here. Let's move on to Shinman's fortune. <laughs> right out here in the open. There's nothing to fear. <laughs> uh, and off you go up the road. Um, it's a nice change of pace being on an actual road. Like I said, like it's a, a little more relaxing on the joints, not only for uh, Pembroke, but for everybody that's been, especially Orphis and um, yeah, Lork and, and who knows how far uh, Fariz has oh. come. She's coming really far. I mean, she had to. Yeah. Uh, she, she landed in Corvosa and has been making her way across the land. And does she appear to be like middle aged? She's in her thirties. Okay, so middle aged. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> are, are you middle aged? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you guys continue ahead, and you know it takes a couple hours. Uh, night starts to fall, and eventually you see a walled city up ahead. Not a large settlement. Certainly not as large as Trunau. I don't know how it, uh, you know, it certainly doesn't compare to anything in Absalom. I don't know how it compares to Assyria or, and to Orphis, it must look like the Ritz. Um, but you reach the gates, and there are two guards out front, and uh, they're like, What are you here for? We are, uh, we're traveling through, we're merely passing by, but we were told by, uh, Elaine. Elaine? 
Elena. No. We were told by Elena to use her name to uh, say that we're guests of her mother. Well, that sounds very nice. We've got a lot of travelers around here, but there's a town meeting tonight. Nobody's entering in or out. Well, I, we're happy to stay outside the walls if need be, but we're... Well, we're that's probably for the best, then. There's plenty of uh, campsites in the area that you'll be just fine and safe. Maybe come back in the morning. Well, we're just peaceful travellers here looking for a place to sleep with a with a roof over our I heads. believe I, I said make your way. Can I try a dip- diplomacy check? Sure. So, um, pardon me. Sorry, uh, gentlemen, but I spoke to... Do you know Abrea? No. The little daughter of the, uh, the couple. Never heard of her. Don't know the name. No, it's a small, re- small uh, population here. I would think that perhaps you would know. Move along, here. old man. All right, fuck off then. Fuck you. Whoa. No, it's me telling you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, all of a sudden, a uh, rather handsome young man comes up while uh, Pembroke is talking to the guards. And it's like, oh, what's going on now? And it's a, uh, this guy's played by Jamie Doman. Do you know this guy? Yeah. Oh, wait. Dornan? Uh, oh, I hate this guy. He's the guy that plays Gray in Fifty Shades yeah, of Grey. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, oh, that's your notes. That's your notes. I read them all. I just read them all. <laughs> Damn it all to hell. He is. Uh, he all. He plays the the bad this guy dude. in the fall. Oh, yeah. oh. And it, he's horrifying. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. He's certainly a good actor. Oh, oh, hello there. What are you doing outside? He's talking to the guards. Yes, please, come on in right now. Are they giving you a hard time at the gates? Oh, they said there's a meeting in the town, and for some reason that means no one can go in the town. Ah, you two, you're always worried about nothing. That's the whole point of this meeting. Please, come on in, come on in. My name is Finial Smick. I'm really nothing too special here, but I am, uh, you know, in charge of making sure people like this treat passers-by with respect. So come on in, come on in. And he ushers you past the guards, and the guards are just like, hands up in the air. <laughs> You'll have to excuse them. They're just, everyone's a little worried. There's been a word of raiders in the area and whatnot. Of course there's raiders. It's a town of prospectors. Everybody wants our gold. But, you know, you can't worry too much about it. Oh, uh, can I ask where you're coming from? Hi, uh, I'm coming from Trunau. I've met these folks on the road. Uh, we're all from a bit of a different place, but we're all headed the same way towards True the Bloodsworn Valley. Now, son of a bitch, that's a bit of a walk. Yeah, I don't see any horses. You walked the whole way. Aye, we walked the whole way, and uh, we could do for an inn and a spot of ale. I say inn and a spot of ale? Are you talking my language? And, and you, I'm so sorry, it seems as if the guards were being rude to you, my, my uh, old grandfather. Are you, are you, is everything all right? Oh, yes, no. Words, uh, words bounce off me like rubber chickens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Launched by small children ah, and yes. clowns. That, that old saying, sure. Yes. That old analogy. Yes. <laughs> I, no, I, no. We all know exactly what he's talking about. I'm, I'm sorry, we're all very, uh, just weary from the road. Oh, you look very weary, and then you look at you with this armor and spikes and stuff. Were you fighting a battle on your way here? Mm, yes, though my armor may be spiked, my tongue is honeyed. Mm. <laughs> oh, it takes all kinds here in Shinnaman's Fortune, and, and, and you, young lady, you seem to have come from a far-off land. What brings you to Shinnaman's Fortune? Why the charm of its people? 
the charm of its people. Well, it's funny you should mention that. If you came here and you want a spot of ale in an inn, I can take you there right now. But there's a town hall meeting. You're welcome to come to. I'm on the, my way there myself. You'll get to see everybody and meet the whole clan. Aye, I think if we could meet Helena's mother, it would be an honour. Oh, you know Helena? Did you meet her out on the country road? Aye, we did. She oh, had great things to say about your town. Sweet folk. I bet you they'll live forever, those two. It's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderfully defensible position. There, yes, oh yeah, those two. I always say, you two are going to live forever. I can't imagine any circumstance where they'd perish violently or any by the other means. Or if any strange wild animals would set upon their house. Oh, you know, there's been rumours of six-legged cats out there. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. Oh, fairy tale. I've never heard of such a thing. That's what I say. Probably. probably nothing. Grumpkins and snubjogs. <laughs> All fairy tales. Anyways, come to the town hall. Where's this meeting? Right this way. And he leads you up to a town hall, and it's kind of like a barn, basically, in the middle of town. And you hear a lot of... And you walk in, and you see on the dais uh, a man, an older man, sort of uh, sitting on a... Not a throne, but like a high back chair in the middle. He's the man at the hour. To his right is Stria Crown who I am now casting as Allison Janney. I love okay. her. Uh, She's the member yes. Stryer Crown uh, from our previous adventures. I love Allison Janney. Yeah. And, uh, did I say left or right? Anyways, on the other side of the man in the middle is uh, Jerox Sneth, played yes. by Brian Doyle Murray. Whoa. Uh, uh, Brian Doyle Murray. The current Brian Doyle Murray? The current Brian Doyle Murray, oh, okay. yes. Uh, from, you know, Caddyshack and yeah, every yeah, Bill Murray yeah, movie, yeah. basically. Um and so uh, the man uh, on the front, uh, sitting in the middle, is played by this actor here. Troy the Valley. Oh, no. Oh, oh I know this guy. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, oh, he's an Iron Was he an Iron Man? Yes, he was an Iron Man. He yeah. played the. When, when, uh, the guy he was, he was the guy in, in the cave. In the yeah, cave he was with. in the cave with. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I wrote down the actor's name. Oh, he's played by Sean Tube. Or Tube, his name is. Like Sean oh. Tube. Sean Tube. Yes, Sean Tube, T-O-U-B. Um, and so he's standing in the middle. To his left is Allison Janney. To his right is Brian Doyle Murray. And it, Fun cast. There are people yeah. talking. Yeah, really good cast. Good cast, right. And there are people talking. It's like, we need to defend this town because there are raiders and reports of raiders. And they're just listening. The council's leading. And Stryokram is like, we have heard of these raiders. We understand this is a uh, not a, the most defensible position. And we know that people will come here looking for gold. But these are not new rumors. Yes, but I have heard that they have monsters with them. One guy's like, we need to build higher walls to, let, to make sure that nobody gets in. Everybody's like, higher walls. And then another guy's like, no, 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 no. We need to build a moat around the town to make sure that these monsters don't make their way into our city. And everybody's like, yeah. And then you see uh, like a hip young guy in like jeans and like a cross around his <laughs> neck, but he's got a shirt open. He's like, you know, what I think we should do is just kind of have a bake sale. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out, guys. <laughs> People are laughing. We'll have a bank sale, right? And the proceeds will go. He turns his chair. He turns his chair. Sits. Yeah, he's sitting backwards on his chair. He's like, we'll have a bank sale. Hear me out. Stop laughing. Guys, stop laughing. We're going to have a bank sale, and the proceeds are going to go to just painting the walls a cool color. So everyone knows when you come to Schoenemann's Fortune, we accept everybody. <laughs> Finally, the guy in the middle is like, all right, thank you. Thank you. I believe I've heard enough. Uh, 
my sons, what say you? And he turns to two young men um, standing uh, off to his side. Uh, you'd look, think that they're like his first lieutenants. And the first guy is uh, played by Faran Tahir. Oh, Ooh, yeah. This yeah. guy, Faran Tahir. Yeah. My eldest son, what say you, Aram? And Aram says, Father, I have always trusted your wisdom. I believe that we will always be threatened. And it is best to overprotect rather than underprotect. And the, the older man says, uh, sound, sound counsel as always, Aram. You will make uh, a great alderman uh, one day. Um, and Yamir, and he turns to uh, another man who is younger and uh, obviously another one of his sons, played by <laughs> Amir Arison from The Blacklist. If you remember uh, him? Yes. And uh, Yamil, uh, what say you? I always trust your counsel. Uh, I balance it with your brothers. And uh, Yamil uh, says, I agree with my brother, but I also think it is best to be prudent and, and wait. Not wait until it's too late, but wait and see. And the older man like, ah, yes, wise counsel as well. Uh, there are obviously many approaches we can take, but my people, you must understand, Shin misfortune has, has stood for a long time, long with my ancestors. We Shinnamans have kept this place safe. I understand your concern, and I have taken it to heart. We will uh, adjourn for the moment while I consider everyone's opinions. Thank you. As a little bit of a hubbub, like clearly that's the final word. Not everyone is happy with it. Maybe his sons aren't even super happy with it. Like the first son was like, let's let's take the more defensive position. But slowly but surely, everybody starts to kind of filter out. Um, except for the sons, Alderman Strya Crown, Alderwoman Strya Crown, Alderman uh, Jerax Sneff. And so you're there with Finial Smick, and he's like. Well, anyways, this is uh, this is our town. What what do you think? Uh, this is a lot going on. Uh, it's not. I'd like to say it's not usually like this, but it it actually is. Uh, I I know you're in a dangerous territory here. Have you said uh, raiders have been about? Have you experienced any attack on the town lately? Uh, there's there's always a small band here and there of raiders, but we normally of get what? orcs. Uh, sometimes orcs, but sometimes just other humans that hear about, you know, oh, so-and-so had a big uh, fine down the river, so, oh, they bring it back to town, and then sometimes, between you and me, it happens just within folk within the town. Someone has a good haul, and then there's all of a sudden a break-in, and the walls were shut all night, so we, we try to balance between overprotecting and protecting. It's just one of those parts of living in Shinnemus Fortune, but as of late, we've heard rumors that the, the raiding parties are getting bigger, large. Larger, you say? That's what they say. Well, um, in any case, this is uh, uh, much nicer than anywhere that we've stayed as a company uh, since we've been together. So, I mean, we'll, uh, thank you very much for uh, for your um, uh, for your accommodations and your wonderful um, 
this this is just lovely. Uh, I can't thank you enough. Oh, it's my pleasure. I mean, I, all I did was bring it to the town hall, but I mean, there's, we have some of the best inns in in the area. I mean, there's not a lot going on around here. You were lucky to find Shinneman's fortune. You you must have a good ranger about among you. Um, <laughs> I, I can uh, I can introduce you to the folks up here, and then I'm going to be on my way. Um, uh, Taram, Taram, and he um, motions to the older man. This this here is uh, Taram Shinneman. He's sort of the uh, the uh, the man in charge, as it were. Uh, Taram, these are some outsiders that uh, they were getting a little trouble from the guardsmen at the gate, but they, they seem to be good, strong men. If we have problems, maybe they could... Uh, I don't mean to speak for you folks, but it might be good for, to have them here in the city. Uh, well met, friends. Uh, what brings you to Shinneman's fortune? Aye, well met. My name is Lork Iron Tusk. I come from Trunau. This ah, is yes, Pembroke of Absalom. Hello. Absalom, Trunau. Okay. And what about you, folks? And Orphas of Deepgate. Mm. Deepgate. And you, young lady? I am Faraza Al-Sid of Osiria. Osiria. And what about you, sir? Now, hello, I'm uh, Rathmataz, and I, I honestly cannot remember where I'm from. <laughs> yes. well. It's quite all right, and I pull him aside, and it's just like, I managed to charm him uh, during a, a battle with his compatriots. He's quite safe, at least for the next several days. Uh, we will, in all likelihood, kill him. Uh, before the spell breaks, don't don't say anything. But he's perfectly fine until then. And Taram nods. He's like, I, I deal mostly in divine magics, but I am oh, yes. aware of such arcane arts. Yes, yes, good. It is yes. smart. You must be careful, though, as I'm sure you know. Oh no, no. I am caution is my middle name. It may be. I don't remember. <laughs> well, I need not tell you that. Uh, you you are all most welcome from every part of Galarian. It seems. Taram, as I. I know that you are a leader and that bears a heavy weight, and I do not wish to impose upon you too heavily, because I believe your sons have given you good counsel. However, I have come from a recent raid on Trunau, which was brutal and led by a combination of giants and orcs. We, we heard wind of this. There were messengers that said that Trunau was under attack, but I, I was under the understanding that they were able to quell the rebellion. Aye, but it was only at the last moment. The wa- the defenses of the city were all but broken. The orcs had managed to make it into the inner quarter with ease, but we fought them down at the last moment, but we lost many. The cost was too great, and if there's any way that you can build stronger defenses on your walls, I just... It's one humble half-orc's opinion, but I think you should give consideration to it. Someone is organizing these bands, and they're terrifying to behold. And Aram speaks up, and it's like, Father, this is what I have said to you. I wouldn't give you this counsel if I did not think it true. This man comes from Trunau. We could be the next Trunau. Why not be safe? What's the worst that could happen? And Ymir is like, I understand my brother's uh, fears, I just think it's better to take a, a wait-and-see approach. Um, Can I sense motive on the other brother? On Ymir? Yeah. Just a sense if he's, like, in somebody's pocket or anything? Sure. Uh, 19. Coward. Okay. Yeah. He's, like, um, who is Ro- who's Roderick's little brother? Cursed. 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 Yeah, he's got that. He's got younger gotcha. brother syndrome. He's but it's just, not like he's bought by wait, someone. No, no, no. You just feel like he's... 
He's afraid. He's afraid yeah. of like making any decision that's too big. Wait and see is safe to him. He's just fear of making a decision. Right. Yeah. But I yeah, thought- not even fear of that. It's like fear of making a decision. I thought Lork was cursed. No! <laughs> so, so basically, Tarama's like, uh, well, I, I wasn't expecting uh, visitors with such sage counsel, but it is good to know uh, of someone that was at the Battle of True. Now, I, to be honest, I thought it was mostly uh, hyperbole. I, I did not know to take it so seriously. Uh, perhaps you are right, Aram Yamir. I, I understand you are much like me in your hesitancy, but maybe it is best to... It's interrupted by horns from outside. And all of a sudden, everyone just like... stops what they're doing, hands on their hilt, weapons, and you see fear in their face. Oh, a third horn bellows. Jerox, Neth, and Stryak Crown bolt out of the building. And you just hear... <laughs> sound of wood splintering. Yeah! <laughs> found it! <laughs> you just hear... <laughs> Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to Counterclock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.